of faith is one to please God, is to overcome. And in this world, everybody needs to overcome. If you don't overcome, you cannot have what you need. See, God has blessed us what? With all blessings. And those blessings are where? In the spiritual realm or in the heavenly places. The heavenly places simply mean spiritual places. The heaven is a spiritual area. Anything that is in heaven, anything that is within hell and all other places are spiritual. But those things cannot be spent if you are a billionaire in the spiritual realm. You cannot use the spiritual currency to buy for him. You cannot walk to any shop and say, my faith is this. What you must do is that you should turn that your faith into the physical. Then you can use the physical to purchase the physical things. So that is the essence of prayer. That is the essence of all that is. God has supplied us abundantly whatever we need. Sufficient for this life. But we need to fight to be able to take it into the physical realm so that we can benefit from it. I hope you're getting me. So I started from storms. You remember? Yeah, last week. And I spoke about two storms. One concerning Jonah, who God sent. And both storms came because of the disobedience to the word of God, going against God's will. Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh because he hated the people. He doesn't like them. And sometimes people you don't like, God will send you to them. Imagine God said, Ghana today, do a lot of chocolate, I'm going to give it to Uruguay. <laughs> How many of you all say, let's do it? He said, oh, no, 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 pastor, you are out of the spirit. <laughs> Amen. But sometimes that's how God works. He didn't like them because they have history. It's the people he didn't like and God said, go and preach to them. And, you know, I always say, this guy, he's one of the few people who can argue with God and become angry with God. And God is patient with him. Send him, I won't go. Run away. Why do you spend time on one man? If he say he won't go, say another man. <laughs> but son and God have patience with us. His gift and calling are without repentance. You might have fallen left and right. Does it mean that God have left you? In your trouble, if you call, him, he will come and rescue you. When God gives you a task, it's not non-debatable. You can't debate it. If you talk and talk and talk and talk, he will still say the same thing. God's word doesn't change. God asked Moses. Moses said, I'm a stammerer. He said, I know you're a stammerer. Who created the mouth? <laughs> I created you. I know you. <laughs> Moses I still wanted to go. Moses was giving all kinds of excuses. But I don't think it's because he was a stammerer. I thought because he ran away from Egypt. And so now when you are afraid to say, oh, I'm afraid because I can go. God said, go. If you can't talk, I will give you somebody who will talk for you. So, Jonah tried to run away. That's last week. And God arrested him in the middle of the sea, brought him back again, and sent him to go and do the work. Jonah had the power 
to avoid the storm. He brought the storm upon himself. Some of the problem we get, we ourselves. We create the problem for ourselves. But don't worry. If you make a mistake and create a problem for yourself, that is not the end. When you cry to God and repent from that situation, God will bring you out of it. That's one lesson I've learned from Jonah. There are the second storm was Paul. Paul was traveling and he didn't have the power to make decisions. Jonah had the power to make what? To make decisions. But Paul didn't have what? The power to make decisions. He was part of just like you don't have the power when you are in a car to speed it or to slow it. And the driver is speeding. You are talking, he doesn't want to mind you. If you jump up, you will die. So you are inside. So in the case of Paul, he was traveling. And God spoke by perception. He perceived in a spirit that that journey would be dangerous. They shouldn't go. The specialists, those who look at the weather and look at the city rates to predict our doom, or those who look at something at the natural things and say it is well, go. And also by making the decision because they have an interest in the decision. They make that decision because, not because, but they think they have an interest. If this thing goes this way, it benefits me. So let's go. So they move on. Paul gave all the warning. They never heeded to his warning. And when the trouble came, Paul was also inside the trouble. He didn't sin. He didn't create the problem. Some people created it. He gave all kind of warning, but they didn't heed to it. In both cases, God spoke. And in both cases, they went against the word of God. Going against the word of God brings storms. That's the first part I preached. But Paul was afraid, all of them were afraid, they lost hope until the word of God came back again in a form, an angel brought them a word. I said, Paul, every soul will be saved except the goose. And now I urge you to take heart for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the sheep. The most important thing to God is life. Not houses. Not even your job. So when you get up in the morning, you have life. You have it. What shall it profit a man if he gains the entire world and loses his soul? Life is number one to God. And death is number one to devil. When the devil comes, the first thing he does is that he comes to what? To steal. To do what? Killing means that what? Taking life. He is the one that wants to take life in every situation. God is the one that wants to give life. God plays premium on life. The devil plays premium on death. So when the devil comes into your business, he's there to kill it. 
When he comes into your marriage, he's there to kill it. When he comes into your finances, he's there to kill it. When God comes into your marriage, he's there to give you life. When he comes into your business, he comes to give you life. So, there are two things God gives life, the devil gives death. Which one will you choose? So, he said, what I give, I will protect it. So, Paul, that time, Paul, fear went away. When faith comes, fear diminished. His fear left, and he also had to encourage the people. And said, do not be afraid. This will not happen. You will all be saved. And, this and it happened, as he said. And when he, he was saved from the storm, the moment he came out, he met a second storm. The devil himself. But that one too couldn't. You see, the fact that you've escaped one storm doesn't mean that you are free forever. Storms will keep on coming. So you need faith at all times to be able to withstand every storm until you leave this earth. Then the next, these two storms are the outcome of disobedience to God. There is another storm that was the outcome of obedience to God. The day you obey God, trouble started. Your husband started giving you trouble. Your wife started giving you trouble. Your manager started giving you trouble. You say, ah, I've become a Christian. Look at what is happening to me. So let me look at it. Do you want to hear that one? Okay. Let's look at Matthew 8. 23. Now, when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the wave. But he was asleep. But what? Hi. Sometimes, don't you feel God sometimes seems to be asleep? Sometimes you don't feel the move of God in your life. Things are happening, and as if God is not showing any, anything. You wish God will stand up and vindicate you and God. Where is the God? <laughs> then the disciple came to him and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. But he said to them, why are you fearful? Oh, you of what? Little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Matthew 14, 22 to 33. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. While he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the wave. For the wind was what? Contrary to what Jesus said they should go. Where did Jesus say they should go? Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, oh, Peter, <laughs> command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, 
he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he what? If you are, your Bible underlined the saw. <laughs> when he did what? When he saw what? The wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. <laughs> Truly what? Truly what? These two stories that I've read, they are obeying God. One, Jesus was in the boat. One, Jesus wasn't in the boat. Did you realize that? One of them, he was with them in the boat. The other one, he sent them, said, go to the other side, for I'm coming. Hey. They are all a command. Let us go. Go is the word of God. He is commanding us to do something. And for me, they think that would have been the, the easiest way to get to the destination. One Jesus has said, go to the other side. Ah, the winds will help you quick to get to the other side, isn't it? You want to get it very easy and cheap. But sometimes God speaks and the storms, we call it contrary wind. It means that it's contrary to where you are going. It's pushing against you. You're doing the will of God, but you see forces pushing you. You know this is where God wants me to go, and you try, 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 and you see forces trying to destroy and swallow you. Have you gone through that before? And sometimes I say, did God really say it? Yes, he said it. Did he say I will become this? Yes, he said it. But why am I going and failing the exam like as if I am the only stupid person? Sometimes people, you don't think they should pass. They are passing. And God said, you, you are this. And before you become that, you might do the exams and pass. Don't throw in the towel. Once it is God, no matter what opposition that comes against you, move on. Go back to the source. The one that called you. The first one I read, he was in the boat. Isn't it? And they were going. Early life, things are going on well. Young man, by 21 years, you are almost reaching at your peak. 25, you bought a house. 30, you are married with children. Everything seems to be moving on. God is with you. 40, the storm comes. This was a storm. Jesus was lying down. He was lying deep into, in the boat. And the storm came against them, trying to fill the boat. And whenever a fisherman seek help in the sea from a carpenter, then the natural has failed. <laughs> they, they know they are fishermen. They know how to manage a boat. 
necessarily more than Jesus Christ. Oh. So after trying all their best and everything seemed to be failing, they then remembered. Like a doctor who ran to a pastor when his, the sickness is beyond him. He said, What does the pastor know about your disease? <laughs> he doesn't know about your disease. He hasn't done biology. Neither has he done what? Chemistry. The guy is Babu he has studied. And Moses was crossing the Red Sea. That's all that he knows. And you are coming to him with your disease. Anytime people come to that point, then they are seeking for the supernatural. It means that our natural knowledge have come to a certain point and I cannot go beyond that. So I need another knowledge, another help that is beyond what can solve, that the natural knowledge cannot solve the storm. So they went and woke Jesus up and shook him. You know, this man's storm too. Jonah, you know he too, he was sleeping. So comfortable with God. <laughs> he has faithful. <laughs> no matter. Jesus was, said, said, Master, will you care that we perish? Jesus, I've received you, I've received you as my Lord and personal Savior. I've served you, I've witnessed to many people. Will you care that I become a disgrace? A laughing stock in my family, in my community. Things are not working the way they should work. I've told them God can do this, but me, myself, look at the storms in my life. There's no testimony in my life for people to look to and say, God can bring help. Will you sit down for me to perish? For my enemies to insult you and me. They woke him up. They woke him up. And when he got up, do you know what he told them? Oh, project what he told them. But Jesus said to them, Why are you what? Oh, what? You of what? Little faith. Lack of faith. Create fear. The bigger and the greater your faith towards a situation, the stronger you are towards that. If I have faith, people have faith is directional. Faith is not just a general term. Some people have faith when they are they don't have food. They can believe God for food. The kind of faith they have when there is no food and they can believe God, you are thinking this guy is becoming stupid. Oh. You are getting, and look at what you are saying, and you are saying you are believing God. And sometimes they will believe God, and while they are praying, while they are praying, you see somebody comes with the answer. But you try and see. <laughs> but your faith in that area is little. Some people have very strong faith towards diseases healing. So no matter what disease they say he has, he will laugh at it. And eventually he will overcome it. Yeah. Some of us, even small headache, we have little faith. Sometimes we have no faith. Small headache. You then make it say, hey, it's not an ordinary migraine. And you just link it to 
some other things that are happening, and you link it to somebody who had something less than that, and they created some situation, and the person died. Some have faith in different aspects of life. So we need to build whichever area you want to be strong in faith, build your faith towards that area. He said, you are of little faith. You've worked as fishermen and have learned the way of the sea. And because of that, you cannot even believe that God can help you out of the sea. Your knowledge has hindered you. You are not coming to me when you found out that you cannot solve it. Little faith. You can measure faith. There can be a decree. So some they didn't say they didn't have faith. Oh. They have faith. You have faith. But some I, I have faith, but why am I not making it? It's little. Why am I afraid? Little. Why was Meshach said that Abednego? Why didn't they fear that they would burn? Great faith. The fire cannot consume them. That their God is a master over fire. The God of fire is greater than the fire of the king. Their faith is very strong, but I don't have that type of faith. So when you say you put me in the fire, I will think twice. I'm telling the truth. Faith. Strong faith. Whatever you're strong in faith cannot overcome you. It doesn't matter what the world says. If your faith is strong in that area, that's where miracles happen. Some, most of them, it's our lack of faith. Sometimes, you don't know we don't have faith, we have little of it. We have little of it. Little faith. Say, you men of what? Little faith. Why are you afraid? If your faith is not great, fear will come. And look at what he said. Why are you afraid? Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and did what? I like Jesus. <laughs> he did not rebuke his disciples that they didn't have little faith. He said, he told them you have little faith. That's why you are afraid. But look at me. He turned to the storm. The source of the storm was the wind. It is the wind that is causing the sea to get trouble. So he, he rebuked the wind first and the sea second. So we need to learn how to rebuke the spirit behind what is causing it. You see, it's few times Jesus rebuked this. He rebuked Peter. You know who? People say he rebuked Peter. Do you know he didn't rebuke Peter? You know who he rebuked? Satan. But Satan was the one working through Peter. He didn't say, Peter. He didn't rebuke. He said, oh, look at what he said. But he turned around and looked at his disciples and he rebuked Peter, saying, this is what he said. The thing in Peter, he's the one who, look at what he said. What did he say? Satan. Satan. What? It was somebody in him creating that kind of ideas. That idea wasn't bad. What was the idea? The idea was that Jesus don't go and die. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and, and be killed and at three days arise again. He spoke this 
word openly. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. This was harmless and passionate and a loving, emotional thing from Peter, who loved Jesus so much that he doesn't want Jesus to die. Is that bad? And Jesus stands, so he thought, people thought Jesus, he thought Jesus would recommend, oh, Peter, open my bar. He turned, but he knew the source that this is the way I will have to go to save the world. And Satan doesn't want me to go. He wants to discourage me. He turned to Satan. Hey, Satan, get behind me. Get behind me. So Jesus rebuked the spirit that spoke through Peter. Peter was a very spiritual man. He can easily be used by any spirit. When Jesus asked who did man, the son of man is, everybody was saying, you are this. But who do you mean? Then they answered, John the Baptist. But some say Elijah and others, one of the prophets. Multiple choice. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? When Jesus asked them the question, they were telling Jesus about what people are saying about he, Jesus. But he wants you to tell him your view about him. You must have a personal knowledge of Christ. Not what people say Jesus is. Not what people say Christianity is. Not what people say your church is. You must know for yourself what your church is, what Christianity is, what Christ is. Most of the time, we answer the questions wrongly. Sometimes we ourselves, when they ask us, who are you? You begin to describe yourself by what people say you are. Never describe yourself by what people say you are, by what situation says you are, but by what God says you are. Today, no money People may call me, you are the poorest family, but I'm not poor. He was made poor so that I'll be rich. The fact that there's no money in my account doesn't mean I'm a poor man. He said, let the sick say, I am healed. Yet the fact that I'm having this pain here and there, I am a healed person because his blood has spoken to me. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Yes, I feel very weak, but I take strength of Christ within me. That is not me. What you are, you must remain like that. But what you are not, you can't remain like that. So the sickness is just passing by. The weakness is just passing by. The real you is strength. I hope you're getting me. So the disciples, most of us, we answer questions by what people say it is. You, de- you even define yourself eh, the way people say you are. But let me tell the truth. Nobody knows you more than yourself. Sometimes people can say certain things so much that the lie becomes the truth. They condition your mind that you cannot do it. But you know inside yourself that I can do it. 
David knew himself that he can kill a giant. King Saul looked at David and said, you're only a little boy, but that guy has, he's a giant and he has experience in battle. I said, no, 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 you don't know me. I know myself. I have killed the lion, the bear. Look, I'm not the one who ran away like you. I face my enemies and make sure when you put something under my charge, I'll put my life down for that thing. I am not a hireling. He said, well, then wear my dress. He put that dress and said, no, this is not what I fight with. What I used in killing the bear and the lion, I'm going to do the same to kill. It is the God on my side that can kill the lion. That can kill the giant. Why will I go and take yours? That the thing you are, you are wearing and running away with. I'll go and put on the same dress. If dresses can win battles, you would have won it because you're the tallest. Because sometimes, some of us, the dress you wear makes you feel confident. You have a problem. If your confidence is in your dress, then you have a big problem in this world. Let the confidence be from within. When they take away your dress, the confidence is there. Let them strip you off from your dress. You sell yourself. Your money shouldn't be your confidence. Your house shouldn't be your confidence. Not where even you live. Well, if I get a good place, I like it. But that shouldn't define me. If I get a good car, I will enjoy it. But that does not make it me. My car is not me. And me, I am not my car. Who do you think I am? Peter answered and said to him, you are the Christ, the anointed one. Look, I don't see anything but the anointed one. You are the anointed one, the son of what? You are the Christ, what? Oh, look at it. Oh, go to the next verse. Then he strictly warned them that they should not tell no one about him. But people saw him differently. But he is the rock. He is the one who put our faith in him. He is the one when you walk in him. The anointed one. A decree has been made that touch not my anointed one. So when you walk in Christ, there's a decree upon you that Satan touch not Christopher Yawano. It's an anti antidote to your, the witches in your family. Walk in Christ. Walk in the anointed one. Upon this will I build my church. My church will not be built with cement. Yes, all this cement and nice things is because of you. Not because of God. The air condition, God doesn't need air conditioning. It's you who need it. But the real thing is your faith in Christ. The church is, look at the other person by you. There are two of us, we are the church. That we are more important than the building we are living in, we are staying in. Oh, tell the person. That we are more beautiful than all the things around us. See, you don't believe that. Because your dress defines you. <laughs> your dress defines you. Finally, 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 finally. So, when they were moving, then Jesus rebuked the one, the storm. 
going back to storm. Look at what happened. And when they saw, he just spoke to the storm. That wind, which is like the spirit, behind the storm in the sea. You are the cause of the sea mechanism. You, I rebuke you. Peace, be still. See, you two don't respond to the wind. And do you know what? The Bible said that everything became one. Then, let's go to the verse 27. So, the men marvel, saying, who can this be? They have walked with Christ. Now, they are asking a question. Who can this be? So, who were you working with? Who can this be? That even the winds and the sea obey him. They think that it is only human beings that can obey voice. But let me tell you. See, mountains. Jesus said that if you have faith like what? You can say what? You can speak to this mountain. That what? Be thou removed. And you're directed. Not to my house. into the sea. And you will not doubt in your heart. The only way you can doubt in your heart is when you have heard from God. When God has spoken. When your faith is very strong in that area because you will surely doubt because you know mountains don't move. When your faith is strong, no matter how little it is, strong little faith, it can move mountains. It will move the mountains in your life. The wind that is blowing in this well that have caused the sea to be troubled in this well. The wind that have blown that is causing financial problems. And the Bible says Jesus spoke. And what happened? Stop. So the marvel. Verse 28. When he had come to the other side, to the country of what? Gesessens. Or gathering. Another place. They, they, they met him through what? Two demon possessed men coming out of what? The tomb. Exceedingly what? Fierce. So that no one could pass that way. Like Paul's situation. After he escaped the sea, he met the snake. Jesus also escaped the storm. And they're meeting this strong demon possess. The devil is here. You think you've escaped the sea. The land will wait for you. So sometimes you, you move from one situation. You think this one, they may be. But the next time, the next one is waiting for you. Why did Jesus say, let us go to the other side? There is a work there to do. This man needs to be delivered. Satan knows that this man, this man, if Jesus gets there, they would believe it. So he tried to fight against the movement towards that place. The contrary wind came against them. The wind wanted to, he wanted to capsize them, kill them. But you will get there. The reason why you are going through the storm is because there is something good ahead. People need to be helped. People will be saved. That is why the storm is all coming around you. And let's look at it. Oh, finally, finally, finally. Quickly, quickly. And suddenly, they cried out saying, 
what have we to do with you? Jesus, son of God, have you come here to torment us before the time? So they know their time. Now a good way of, off from them, there was a head of many swine feeding. So the demons begged him, saying, if you cast us out, permit us to go away into the heads of what? Swine. And he said to them, go. So when they had come out, they went into the head of swine. And suddenly, what? The whole heads of swine ran, ran what? Violently down to where? The steep place. Into what? You see the sea water. How the sea gods? Went the sea and what? And perish in the water. Because of this, some people say they don't take. prophet. You say you take pork? Hey, demons! When Jesus cast out the demons, they rush into the... Me, I don't take it. And I told them, for me, if there's anything you shouldn't take, it's a fish. <laughs> because the fish ate the pork. The fish had meat and the pork that is inside them and then they see. So if there's anybody where the demons are. So if you take me a fish, why do you say you don't take pork? The one who ate one. One is there and one has eaten it. So where is it? So don't fear to take something. Whatever you are eating, give thanks to God. Amen. You sanctify it. Eat it. Except it's not good for your body. Then don't take it. Amen. Amen. So this, the other version, after Jesus left, one them wanted to follow him. He said, I want to follow you. And Jesus said, he sent him. He said, look, it's not everybody who should take a bag and be my armor bearer. So you have greater work to do than this 12. So go to your people. I'm sending you as an evangelist, not an armor bearer. Armor bearer, me cap and be he will give me this if I needed it. If I, but you have people to deliver. You have suffered and understand deliverance. Go to your people. Tell them that this one. Return to your own house and tell what great thing God has done for you. And he went this way and proclaimed through what? The whole city what great thing Jesus had done for you. The other version said that he went to the Decapolis. Decapolis means that. Ten of the metropolitan, ten regions. Went to all the ten regions. One man, one man deliverance brought salvation to entire Ten regions of Ghana. And he departed and began to proclaim what? In Decapolis. Deca means ten, isn't it? Poly means towns or metropolitan. <laughs> the metro big towns, isn't it? So, your deliverance is not only for you. Jesus wanted to save those 10 cities. But how can he save them? 
The people who can save them, the devil is also binding them somewhere. He's keeping them and using them to do their opposite work. Destroying people, attacking people on the way. And Jesus said, let us go. So when Jesus was going, Satan was not happy. It was because of this. I believe that it's because of this man that Satan brought the storm. He said, hey! Jesus said, he knew that this man has the capacity to carry about a legion of army in him. If he can carry demonic legion, is it the spiritual legion he can carry? He has the capacity, the spiritual capacity. This man has a spiritual capacity. And because of that, Satan took advantage and got hold of him. Some of you, the reason why you're going to do those things is because you have bigger, larger capacity. And that the devil knows that if God's hand gets you, he's going to use you for greater things. So when you're going through trouble, remember, because Satan himself has seen, the capacity you have. Some of you, when it comes to the business capacity, you have large containers to be able to take control of a Ghana economy. So Satan will make sure that nothing works for you. But Jesus, because of you, if you alone, he will travel from wherever he is to come to you. For you to fulfill your mission on earth here. Don't be afraid. God bless you all.